Thank you for tuning in to another episode of GKNF. Welcome to our new subscribers. This is uh, this is probably good timing. Uh, we've got a, a new influx of uh, subscribers. So this episode is just with GK and myself. Um, it's something that we wanted to bang out um, after having a break from the end of 2017. We cover all kinds of things, but um, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking about the uh, Russian Thumb War... <laughs> scandal that may take place in the Olympics. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Unassuming, unarmed, but dangerously uneducated. With useful lessons for the not quite dead yet, GKNF are the voice of of a generation who know what the fuck is up. Guten Tag, Interweb. Welcome to episode 33 of GKNF. Infinite cage of nothing. <laughs> the cage was that infinite, I couldn't think of a title for the episode. Wow. Welcome, everyone. You could have listened to any podcast out there in the in the vast land of, of the interweb, but you chose to listen to us. Good for you. Thank you. And we want to... Uh Big shout out to uh, Ben and Brooke McCallery from Slow Your Home. Uh, so if we've if you got new listeners or if we've got new listeners, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's from the Slow Your Home bump. So uh, stick around. We've uh, <laughs> we've got a completely completely different show to theirs. Yeah, we are going to totally speed your home up. <laughs> Just in case you slow down too much. Now, big shout out to Ben and Brooke. Thank you for the shout out, dudes. We really appreciate it. And good luck overseas, dudes. Dude, we are uh, this. I don't know how where this episode is going to come. If it's going to come in order, out of order, because we did record one last week that we're waiting on permission to release. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's sort of our first chat together since um, since holidays. Yeah, since the holidays. Wow. So this is this is what GKNF sound like at the start of the year, as opposed to when you last heard us together at the end of the year. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more clarity, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more like direction in your life. Yeah. There's a, there's a, and that's how I feel after Christmas every year. Mate, you walked in and the energy like that you're exuding is just amazing. You got a new pair of shoes, you got your loafers on, your hair looks all, all neat and, and you are speaking and you seem to be thinking clearly and it's great to be with someone who has those attributes. <laughs> just got to get the thinking and the speaking to work together <laughs> dude i do every year i do this i go on holidays and i've i burn myself out during the year to a point where and i'm just trying to blow a gasket every week and you know like and you've got christmas parties and yep. blah blah blah. and then when i go away on holidays i don't drink i drink less than during the year and then I get in my new fitness sort of kick, which I'm in now, like getting up training every morning. Yeah. Training every morning early, coming home, having a proper breakfast, sitting down and not rushing in the morning mm-hmm. has given me, and I'm getting to work later, it's given me more time somehow. What do you mean? Like I, I feel like i am got heaps more clarity mm-hmm. like in the morning. So I, I used to get up, jump in a shower, grab something quickly, maybe if not stop at it, you know, Macca's or a cafe at some stage and get something mm-hmm. and keep going, like, 
be out of the door within 20 minutes of waking up. So now this year I am waking up earlier than I was, mm-hmm. going to the gym and I'm doing this like high-intensity workout stuff with this new – this. well, it's not new. I think they've been around for a while. It's called uh, Functional Training Playground. Yeah. Uh, it's in Penrith and it's all these like circuits and it's sort of like class – like group classes but you got like a sort of trainer pushing you through the stuff so you're accountable to your movements i I think training is so much better when you have a trainer i need someone to whip me did this thing i've never trained so hard i don't want to say my life for the last 10 years like i can't push myself that hard and this class these classes are real like it's got a sense of competitiveness but like camaraderie competitive like it's like Good, yeah, go pushing yourself and high fives after the classes. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty cool. But then after after those classes and I'm buggered, like I am wrecked after it, I'm coming home, making breakfast, like sitting down, making breakfast, having like I'm, I'm way too buggered now at this stage to even have coffee. So I'm having water mm-hmm. and eating some eggs or something, having a shower, then going to work. So I'm leaving, at the end of it, I'm leaving a couple of, like an hour and a half, two hours after I normally would have left. But mm-hmm. I've got up, I've been up probably three or four hours by that stage trained come home mm-hmm. and i just feel like i've got more more time in my day because i feel a lot clearer and i know i don't have to when try you, and- wait, 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 wait. you're talking about more time are you saying like you've got more time because you're more efficient with the things I'm more that you do? Of, yeah more efficient so i don't okay. physically have more time but also i don't have that pressure of going i've got to force myself to train at the end of the day yeah 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 but i've found myself more able to do a second session at the end of the day if I wanted to. Have you been Clarity pumping was. out double sessions? Not yet, but that's a, that's a goal. That's a goal. I've got a, I've got a, I've got, I'm getting my 2019 summer body in 2018. <laughs> summer bodies are made in winter. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the end of last year. I was in the same boat as, as you, going to work and just, uh, I don't know, not spending that time the night before. Like I'm a firm believer that a, a productive day begins the day before. You know, so before you go to bed, you get your shit together. Yeah, prepping. Yeah. And I was doing that same thing as you, man. Going to work, I'll get my Macca's double shot because that's what I need at the end of the year. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I took that form into my holidays. Oh, boy. Like, we go on holidays every year to some point. You've been there a couple of times. It's uh, up, Le- up near Lake Macquarie. It's got great fun up there. It's a beautiful, beautiful house, beautiful place. So many memories there. And me and my dad, I mean, it, it took us 10 years to master this um, this part of Summerland Point because there's this little tennis club up there. It's got the Tenno, the Tunkawillan Tennis Club. You go up there, it's a little small thing, <laughs> only a couple of people up there every afternoon, yeah. bar and a tab yeah, sort of style thing. That's it. That's it. Because when we're up there, we've got so many guests, so many kids, and, and we... You know, my dad and myself and my brothers or friends, you know, you're you're with me a lot of the time. We'll go up to the tennis club just to get that space, just to get away from everything and drink tap beer. Tap beer. Draft beer. Something about a draft beer. It's There's something about, I don't know, it's better than just cracking a stubby. It's something different. It is. It's a difference, the variety. But what we did this year is my old man, look, I don't know how he comes across these uh, opportunities, but... He managed to bag free kegs. So he was getting free Kingfisher beer in keg form. He's got a mate around the corner and he and he got uh, this temperate system, which is like the tap system. Yeah. So we've gone up there and and it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you go, let's make a fort with all the pillows. <laughs> me, and my, me and my dad, we made a pub. <laughs> 
So you didn't leave the house or have to leave the house to be at the pub. We went up the tennis club once and it was so crazy. It's so different. And and we like to go. And, you know, while we're up, we're up the club, we'll have a bet. Don't worry. We've got that sorted as well. We've got our guessing ones, our phones. <laughs> So we're drinking like <laughs> we're drinking keg beer. We're having a bet every afternoon. So this is coming from the end end of the year. You know, out of, out of form to coming into. I've never drunk so much beer in my you life. You were dude. coming in hot to it, and you kept going hotter, hot, dude. And I come back, and and towards the end of the year, I'd started smoking again. Oh no, probably mid last year, and I started creeping in. And I'm like, oh man. It's coming. I need to make some serious changes, but not on holidays, you know. So it's sort of there's a time where you're not going to set yourself up for failure. Oh, big time! So when I come back, I I put on uh, an extra six kilos. Get the fuck out of here! Six kilos. Was well, that in the bro- just in the holiday, like from Christmas, uh, was- <laughs> or is it over the the year? <laughs> it, it the Christmas it really peaked, and it'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what that Kingfisher beer it'll get you. It'll get it'll get you around around your uh, right, right around the love handles. Would yeah, you say right. that area is? Oh, I was bang. Every time I was drinking a Kingfisher beer, there was like an infrared dot, like a sniper <laughs> ready to shoot my love handles with some <laughs> sweet sweet. Anyway, but I, but I come back and and I've quit smoking and. And I, I swear, I don't feel like it. Like, How did you quit? Did you quit smoking cold turkey? Did you quit with yep. like Chiampex or you just no. were ready and you go, I'm quitting smoking? <clears throat> this is um, this is probably the fourth time. Uh, fourth time I think I've quit smoking. Mm. And um, but, but you do quit for long periods of time when you quit. Yeah, yeah, man. I, and this is definitely the easiest because I really feel like to my core, like I don't want to smoke. Like that's uh, good. Yeah. Now and, and it's it's been real easy. So I, I'm in the same. Um, uh, in the same boat where you're at right now. Like I've been getting up at five and um, hitting the gym, and, and I've been really fortunate they opened a new gym in Glenmore Park. Yeah, I'm going to train there tomorrow. That looks good. On a side note, hey, prove your story. Come with me up to the gym. Yeah, um, seven. Yeah. Anyway, yes. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll talk. Hey, well, let's do this off air. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What are you doing with your kids on the weekend? <laughs> let's work out their uh, diaries. <laughs> Yeah. I dude, I with I, this is what I started doing with you. You're talking about preparing. This, I don't know. This is something in my head. I am now doing like before we we'll put the dishwasher on overnight. I'm unstacking in the morning as well, so I don't have to do it in the afternoon. I'm a gun at wiping the bench down and hand washing stuff up, and I threw out without <laughs> without asking, which is a problem for my wife. Heaps of the kids' toys, heaps of her clothes. Oh, but those toys are just bullshit. Half he- of them, aren't they? Heaps of sets of sheets that I hadn't friggin' seen on our bed for I don't know. I don't really see them because I don't change the sheets of the bed, but I threw <laughs> them out. So there was just clutter everywhere, and I was thinking all this stuff is making me stressed as shit. This is sort of something that I guess the people from Slow so Your Home. Was- <laughs> what are they talking about? They're like, yeah, this is right on my alley. Yeah, yeah, so this is perfect. They just swear a bit. Um- <laughs> But I've been, uh, like, I've so I threw out, like, we did, I did, like, two or three trips to, like, the Vinnie's bins with just bags of Jess's clothes, my clothes, the kids' clothes. I threw out stuff, like, toys that are just always lying on the floor, but they're never, I've never seen my two daughters play with them, but they're always on the floor yep. every day. Yeah. And I think they're on the floor because they get it out and go, oh, these are shit toys, and throw them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me in a bit of trouble. They just I had apparently I had to ask Jess before I threw stuff out. But so so, so you, this is this is deep clean. Like when you when you clean all that shit out of your house, I know exactly what you're talking about. That 
that nothing cluttered that just it's just mess equals stress that's what that was why i said did you make that up then no apparently i said it to jess once so uh stress equals what is it mess equals stress jess (laughs) (laughs) but that i know just clearing it coming home to just less crap yeah and this is this is how my brain works because my brain's a little bit wide differently to everyone else's so say you've got dirty dishes on the like the sink sort of the side of the sink adding one more dish to that is not doing anything but adding like throwing a dirty dish where there's no dirty dishes i'm not going to do that mm-hmm. but if like say there's a couple of plates there from the morning i'll put my night plate on then my next breakfast plate on and i'll get to a stage where i'm going would someone fucking clean this but it's not going to be me because you know it's just this is just messy so i'm just adding to the mess so now i'm making sure everything's always i'm I'm over. If you can over wipe down benches, I'm over wiping down our bench. I don't think there's much bench left. I'm taking all the it's like the enamel off your teeth, so there's <laughs> nothing left. That's how much I'm using spray and wipe. Oh, thing. So hearing those two examples you got there, your stock must be going through the roof and through the roof in Jess's books. You like, would think so. <laughs> you would think so. I don't know where that payback comes, but you would. I would highly expect it to be. I know, and, and that's the thing, like. When you clean like that, you're in this mode, right? I, I, I'm in the same mode too. And uh, it's almost like juggling a soccer ball. You're like, and and uh, we're not good. We're not good at juggling soccer balls at all. No. no. So, so if we manage to get 10 juggles, we're like, oh shit, oh shit. And you get the shakes. <laughs> yeah. ah, I'm about to leave some more plates on the t- It's like that analogy. So let's, uh, let's, let's be great jugglers this year, dude. To keep it. That's, dude, well, my thing is, I went out the other weekend for Jess's birthday, and when I'm in this state of mind, I don't want to be derailed. I was at home, in bed. I'd stopped drinking at a reasonable hour. I was in home at bed, asleep by 11 yeah. o'clock from a night out, which yeah. was is pretty rare, and I'd had just enough drinks to get, you know, to be sociable, to mm-hmm. be drinking and not be the kid in the corner going, oh, all these kids having fun. <laughs> And where were we? Sorry, where were we? Uh, we went out to went to that new bar in Penrith, Mister Watkins. Then we went to Trevi. Mister Watkins, okay. I'd seek you would like it. Sweet. It's a bar, yeah. Not a pub, not a club. It's a bar. A bar. It's good. It's yeah. got a different. There was, when we first walked in there, I walked in there, and for anyone that sort of lives around Penrith, you would know that you know everyone. You know every single person in Penrith. You just know it's not, and not that it's a small town at all, but you've mm-hmm. seen the same people at the same places your whole life. Yeah, walked in there with uh, one of our friends, uh, Camo and Davo, and we all three of us said, "I've never seen these people in Penrith my whole life." Like it's a whole new breed of people in there. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, when you, when you open Craft a bar, beers and shit. Oh, nice. But it, it, when you open a bar in Penrith, it's like getting that blue light to attract the moths. There's like a certain species that will come to it. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. So they've, whatever they've done, they've got a good crowd. Like even there's like this little like lounge set up in the bar and like you got an older, like the other night we were there, there was like a people, my mum and dad's age in their 60s there. There was a mix of like eclectic 30-year-olds and yeah. just had a good good vibe about it. And I don't know what we're paying for. It's bar table service too. The best thing you don't have to go. You can go to the bar. Yeah. If you sit there, it's table service. You have another drink, and they'll bring you out mm-hmm. drinks. I don't know what the price of these drinks are. Yeah, they seem to be expensive. Yeah, 
but I was not there to argue the point of the price of the drinks. I was just enjoying the new place in Penrith, but yeah. while it, while it's still cool, it is. Uh, it, it's definitely going through a stage of uh, gentrification in Penrith. But I don't think it's enough for me to want to stay. I'm getting to that point, dude. Where I'm, fu- I need to go. I need to find something different. I need something more. I need of where new- you're living. Yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to venture to somewhere else. You know, uh, you know my where we want to go. I know you have a new plan. Yeah, so like we look- would bring it forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm ready, ready for change. You know, I, that's one thing I, about my personality, about the way I'm white. Mm. Like it's, um, you, you know, I, I just I'm looking forward to change. Like I can't wait to um, experience something new. And I don't like change. That's my. Th- I I don't like change, but once it's changed, I like it. Yeah, like it I doesn't take me long to get used to change. Yeah, but I hate the idea of yeah. change. I think we aren't resistant to change, but I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> so to move, is, do you reckon to move? It, that's a short term thing. Like okay, and then that will get boring. A place, or you're just ready? If you want something different. Yeah, I, I not reckon, lifestyle wise. Do you reckon? Well, that's the thing about you know we we will uh, become conditioned to our surroundings, mm-hmm. and you know, and if you are someone who seeks. You know, seeks a new surrounding or looking looking for a change. I guess you will definitely experience that. But I mean, but I mean, like, say you live near the water. So, for example, are you going to do more outdoorsy stuff, or you're going to be fitter because you got there's more. If you live yeah. on the beach, you got to walk around with your shirt off more. So, hey, it's, this is easier <laughs> to stay in shape. I think I'm. I am more of an outdoor kind of person. Mm-hmm. I guess you know. So, I guess that does suit. Well, I think what appeals as well is. Um, I, I, it's the climate of going up north, you know, getting in that tropical climate. Where, where it's nice all year round sort of thing. Yeah, you haven't got that big range in temperature. Mm-hmm. I mean, like where we live, like it does get cold in winter, it does get hot in summer. I mean, fuck. In it's the, unbearable in the sometimes in summer. Yeah, well, what what is it? I mean, I'm preaching the choir. Everyone in Penrith would have heard that, you know, <laughs> at one day in, in summer was the hottest um, place in the uh, earth. I, I, was, I think I was overseas at that stage, but it was like in its... Sort of high forties or something like yeah, it was forty seven. Yeah, forty seven point three. Fucking hot. Yeah, Celsius. Forty seven Celsius. Degrees like, Celsius. Yeah. If we've got people listening from Fahrenheit yeah. place, you are you imperial idiots. No, no. <laughs> but you are. You it's offending. Back, it's a backwards way to do it. You offend all the people who listen. No. Yeah. So it, we do have a range in temperature, but I mean nowhere near as much as like the you know some place in the northern hemisphere. I mean when when we went. I, I went to summer camp in Maine in, in yeah, the yeah, US, yeah. you know, right at the right at the top of um, top right hand corner of the. So US. is that New York, so the East Coast, and up the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exactly where it is. And in summer, it's like beautiful weather, man. And it was, um, and it, and it was a different kind of sun. Like you know, in, in summer here, like you you get burnt, you get crisped. The is that like the ozone, like the hole in the ozone layer? Yeah, well, that's what they say. Because I get tanned overseas. In here, in Australia, I get, like, red. Cooked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm well cooked. I'm overdone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and in Maine, in winter, like, when when I was at summer camp, like, my job was to drive boats, you know, Mm. take the... Do, on the water ski team and take a, take your kids out skiing but then in winter that same lake that we're skiing on freezes over and cars are driving over it so it's the two extremities are massive man I love that about there's this place uh, like Montana in the states mm-hmm. as well like big sky country it's like you got the awesome mountains and the lakes during summer and those mountains become massive ski sort of things in winter like the two yeah. like you get both seasons properly you don't just get shit windy cold in yeah. winter yeah. and f- stupid piss off hot summer yeah. you get 
nice summer where you can be on the water and out all day, and winter it's freezing as shit and you can ski. Yeah, do you, do you remember? Um, uh, uh, was it Carrigong? They have the uh, the grass skiing. Like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon that fad's died off? Is that is that oh. done now? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've not thought about grass skiing for a long time. Yeah, but any listeners out there who want to represent Australia in the sport, grass skiing is where it's at. <laughs> it might be the next. What are those sports in Olympics where every year a country gets to choose a couple of what exhibition sports to see if they make it into the actual Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> grass skiing. So grass skiing's the and, next and one. And thumb wars. <laughs> Grass skiing and thumb wars. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, you know the Russian- Russians are going to be awesome at thumb wars? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy's thumb. This guy's thumb has thumbs. Dude, I went to this thing today, cryo, like cryogenic, um, cryogenic freezing, I guess. It goes mm-hmm. to minus 160, between minus 140 degrees Celsius. Degrees Celsius, yep. yeah, and minus 160 degrees Celsius. Minus 160 degrees Celsius? Yeah, it's fucking freezing. So you go... No. In, yeah, yeah. Yep. Are you sure? I am one million percent sure. No shit. A hundred, minus 160 60 degrees. degrees. So 160. Minus 160. So you can only be in there for three minutes. So you wear basically... You have gloves on. Cause oh, I believe you, but I'm just too curious to not to search. Yeah, search, 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 search yeah. that. We went. I went to this one because I had. Cause, I don't believe you because <laughs> <laughs> of this. Because of all the training. Yeah. That uh, I've started doing. My hamstrings were screwed because I've been oh, I've been dodging legs for the best part of my lifetime. Like I'll get a nice pair of jeans. I'll cover those up. Like give give me some beach muscles. <laughs> you know those books where you, that kids get where you can change the head, change the torso, change the legs. You are you have like the wrong legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also wearing a dress too. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I've got a gorilla's torso. Just- <laughs> but uh, so I went into this thing today because my hamstrings are killing. Like cost. It's reasonably expensive, I guess, for three minutes, sixty-five bucks. But you go and you put gloves on. Yep. Uh, your socks and you wear your undies. So you wear a robe in. All you're, you're in it completely up to your head. Mm-hmm. So you take, once you're in, they shut this thing and your head's popped out basically of this yep. thing. You take your robe off, throw it over the top and you keep gloves and socks on. Yeah. And then it just freezes like it's fucking cold. And the chick that was running it is just talking to you the whole time. And a, a bit of it I'm going, I was, because I could hear someone in before me, I was going, well, this chick. Stop talking. <laughs> like, but she's talking to distract you of how cold it is. Ah. And then when I got up to the two-minute mark, like I started go, I'm freezing. The last minute was like, oh, my God, it was sort like, of... Like burning, freezing? Oh, yeah. cold, cold. And you are cold to the bone when you get out. For not like you don't, You're not shivering and you need like those silver blankets when you yeah, get yeah. hypothermia. You walk in, you warm up straight away, but your f- muscles are all... Like my, I feel good now. Like it's really, like, yeah. So what? Are, what are the benefits of cryotherapy? Um, I couldn't give you the exact benefits, but it does something with your um, protein. So it's like you know you can get heat shock wave proteins from extreme heat, and I think the same for extreme cold, like cold shock wave proteins and stuff. Yeah, and blood you must must create additional blood cells. Like I didn't read the flyer. All I did was. I spoke to someone that had done it and said, oh, there's one in... It's at Zoo Fitness in Penrith. Like, it's, it was there. So I sort of went there and said, well, my legs were that sore. Like, I couldn't walk the other day. Yeah. So here, here's a little um, snippet from uh, theguardian.com. 
Uh, so proponents say whole body uh, cryotherapy activates the body's fight or flight mechanisms, mm-hmm. driving extra energy to muscles and narrowing blood vessels so that flu- fewer infl- inflammation causing white blood cells reach injuries. Yeah, so dude, it was, it, was, it was a cool experience, but it was got to that point where um, she goes to me at one stage, she said... Um, you're doing all right? Because you seem like you're doing all right. And at that stage, I knew I was not showing that I was doing all right when she said that. That's so funny. You know, like she's sort of giving me positive reinforcement. So I'd, like, I don't know if I just was getting too cold or I was getting nervous that you sort of semi, I'm semi claustrophobic. So your head's out, but it's sort of like, yeah. well, this is, I don't know, didn't know what to expect. And as soon as she said, are you all right? You seem like you're doing really good. I knew I was not showing I was doing really good to her. <laughs> well, there you go. Like her asking that question completely distracted your mind because then you're going through this little circular logic of she knows, she knows, she knows. <laughs> oh, quick, I've got to be cool. <laughs> so so I guess after it, do you get that? Um, what, what does it feel like? I just, mate, I come out of it, I felt, I don't know. I don't know what I felt, but... If I went, I wanted to go the, what, today's Friday. I wanted to go on Thursday because my muscles were really sore. And I think I trained again this morning and I must have, maybe my body's slowly getting used to it. And it sort of worked out a bit of the soreness, but I'd already booked it in. Yeah. So I wish I went when I was, like, I physically couldn't. Do you I was know walking who owns like it? I'd Do you know who runs the joint? Um, I don't, I know the owners, yes, or jesters. We should uh, get them in and have an actual proper chat. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we actually have been, um, Jess has approached them. Oh, sweet. So this is live to them as well. So <laughs> I will physically approach you and you, we can have this conversation uh, with more. They're in Hawaii at the moment, uh, the actual two owners. But I mean, like when I think of cryotherapy, I mean, it's nowhere near like, you know, back um, in like the 70s, I remember seeing, you know, football players and then they'll go sit in a, a tub ice of bath. ice. Yeah. Yeah, so now all the Penrith football players go to cryo every week. Mm -hmm. So you can't do more than three minutes. Obviously, your body probably shuts down in that extreme temperature. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's sort of... So, I mean, if if, when you're exposed to that cold conditions, I can understand all the blood will go to your organs, you know, to to remove from the extremities of, of your body. So what? What is? I wonder what the effects I, are on your muscles I, not having blood in them. I was explained this this morning that by someone before because I, I sort of mentioned I'm going into cryo. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, he goes, it's like a euphoric feeling when you get out of it. It's like you've had like he described it as like ecstasy, oh, sort of that yeah. feeling like of euphoria. Do you ever like? Um if I stretch, like stretch my hamstrings mm-hmm. and I really hold it and I get a good, good, you get long a- stretch and then when I release it, I get this amazing feeling. What, do you reckon there's a dopamine rush or something from it? Or I so, wonder what that, how that works because you, your muscles obviously contracting and sort of... Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea what it is, but we will have a guest who could explain it a little bit more. We've got a bit of a yoga expert coming oh, in yes. who in can f- explain that for us. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. So that would... Yeah, she'd be able to get into that tantric sort of... Yeah. Whatever that tantric th- place th- in your brain is. It's got it's got a name. But um, speaking of... Uh, speaking of uh, this person, uh, my, my sister-in-law, uh, Crystal, um, and, and my brother, they'll, they'll tell me about... Um, I think it was every 150 years or 200 years. There's this thing that happens with the moon where it's um it's it's called a blood moon. Is it? Is that sort of 
similar to like a blue moon because what's a blue moon while you look up the meaning for blood moon a blue moon's a second full moon in a month yes yes that's right yeah. so a blue moon is when there's two full moons in a month um in okay, case so it was called super blue blood moon <laughs> jeez <laughs> and what, what did this just happen well because that these are a few different categories of of moon so um as you said, the blue moon's the full moon, and it was like uh, here we go. Super blood moons, valid stargazers in Western Australia. Um, uh, best view, da, 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 total lunar. So it's a total lunar eclipse turned the moon into a brooding dark red overnight on Wednesday. Okay, so what it is, um, it's like it's super rare for these to align. So. I've what, got to, to get facts. I'm not, I'm not winging it. This, you know, I'm not going to do it to you this year, listeners. I'm not going to wing it. I'm just going to uh, get some actual facts. I'm going to post whatever these facts are if this becomes interesting on um, on our socials. But definitely. So what? So would, would, did this blood moon just come? Did it recently? Yeah. So it's for these well, things to align on the same day. It happens like every 200 years. Ah, you know. I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. This is you have to find out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it like happens every two hundred years. It's yeah. so rare. And then and and this this date happened on the thirty first of January, which was a couple of days ago. Mm. Bloody overcast. <laughs> oh, so you couldn't see the thing. You couldn't see it in in Sydney. Is it supposed to have hokey hocus pocus uh like psychedelic sort of properties? Yeah. Is that what they believe? Obviously oh, coming out every hundred and fifty yeah, well, years. The cosmic energy and yeah, yeah. I I don't know too much about that. Um, kind of uh, th- those I- ideas, but yeah. So, but it was just interesting. It was, t- it was telling me about. It. I was like, man, this sounds. Uh, yeah, you got me interested. I'm looking every, forward to go out and check well, it out. Anything that happens every over a century, yeah, that only happens once and it's recurring. That's pretty like it's pretty hey, significant. That's significant. Yeah, whatever that is. And what makes it happen that infrequently? Yeah. Oh, well, that's just that's just the nature of shit. I mean, we're lucky to be around for the turn of the millennia. I mean, that was pretty cool, you know. But even the hysteria that surrounds it, because there's so many unknowns <laughs> the, with the Y two K shit. Y two K fuck. Did you? There was so like a bunch of people that, or there was all those doomsday preppers for it and stuff, and there was those bunch of uh, people that like sold everything for that uh, f- before, like. What was it? Sort of midnight on sort of the year two thousand. Was that the millennial? Yeah, yeah. But people like lost their stuff. And Microsoft didn't they? There was that conspiracy that they created this whole thing so they could sell the software so you wouldn't uh, lose all your data or whatever it was. No. Yeah. If if that's the case, like, <laughs> it's a brilliant marketing thing. If that's the case, that's <laughs> no. all that is. Yeah, you got some companies not just do it. Some some companies are creating mass hysteria. <laughs> Great marketing, not exactly exactly the best way to go about things. But it is. There are so many things that we um, that we subscribe to. That I mean, is there hard evidence, or is it just well, kind of anecdotal? Is it you know empirical? Like like you know that um, what toddlers? You know, you. I mean, I mean, your daughter's wore that. You know, what's that necklace or something that uh, does the amber beads? Amber beads for what, teething. What, for teething. So what does that do? Uh, the, I don't know what that actually does, but it's supposed to. Uh, stop or or decrease any pain, and uh, maybe it was placebo. Mm-hmm. But the, we didn't use that for Piper, but used it for Maddie, my oldest daughter, and Jess swears by it. But man, but, but is, I don't know what is, it exactly does. It's some is it some crystal? Is that crystal hoodoo like voodoo shit? Is it a product that's created really? It's not for the kids; it's for the parents. 
And what, so what, placebo for the parents? Yeah, for the parents. To, to say, well, I know they're going to go through teething, but... So I'm doing I've, my I've, best. I've, I've to, done, I've done something. something. I've done something. We can do nothing. Yeah, probably. But if, if that's the case, that's good marketing. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I can't fault good marketing. How about well, I was driving the other day, um, driving back, I can't remember where we were, and my oldest daughter was in the back and she goes, Hey, Dad. Do you ever think that we're in a, this is all fake? I said, oh, what do you mean? She goes, you know, like we're a book that someone's reading. Oh, wow. And the books that we read. Mm-hmm. We're a projection. Are fake to us, but they're real to the person. Fuck, man, that's a deep thought for a kid. Uh, that's what I thought. She's like four. Yeah. And she, that's a movie. That yeah. is like, so she, and I said, oh, explain, explain what you mean. That's a cool thought. She goes, you know, like. We think we're reading books and they're fake, but when you're reading it, it's actually someone's actual life happening, and that's vice versa. That's what's happening here. And I said, "Well, this is a shitty book because we're <laughs> driving and stuck in traffic <laughs> in what is one of the shittest cities <laughs> I've ever driven through." Then we say that the very first podcast. What if someone was controlling us with a remote control, <laughs> and you like? Was it to get all the cheat codes? Fall down, fall down, millionaire! <laughs> get all the weapons. Uh, so I just for that thought, and for a four-year-old kid, ah, uh, that flew off. Like it is pretty. You're deep. thinking some sort of weird stuff. Yeah, like, I know. what's going on in your head? Because you you surely don't, uh, or I definitely don't oh, verbalize lots of stuff that I shouldn't. But I've I don't verbalize everything, mm-hmm. every thought I have because they might be a bit wacky or mm-hmm. left to center or whatever. Imagine if she's projecting that thought out loud. What are the thoughts that's going through her head that she's working out? Mm. Should I be talking about this? Is this that's, that's some deep consciousness because that's well, how do we know it's real? Well, our eyes are seeing light. They, they're absorbing light, and it sends a message to our brain to say that we're here. I can see you right now because there is light coming into my the lens, yeah, yeah. In the front of my head, like, and that's that's all I've got to say that this is is real, you know. I, I thought of like from that conversation some cool like potential movie script ideas. Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna from, we're gonna spitball some uh, ideas. I don't know if we're gonna spitball it here because you know Steven Spielberg listens and he'll turn it into an actual movie and I'll who get nothing that? out of that. Who was it last year? Kept taking it, fucking Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. <laughs> he didn't take the ideas. We were offered offering them to him, <laughs> and he was saying shit idea. <laughs> <laughs> he was the filter. Yeah, that's um, and and like all of those ideas, I've got to go through that um that filter of your perception of them you know like at christmas um my daughter for for christmas she cleaned up she got presents deluxe but all the presents she was getting um let me give you a bit of a rundown what she got um she got cleaning products she got a broom and a sweeper (laughs) yep yep she got high heels Oh, you've been legitimate. I thought you were being funny that she was cleaning the house. <laughs> oh, she, she, well, she wants to. She wants to me. Um, she yeah. also got. Um, she got two dolls, and and these dolls they they shit and piss. <laughs> oh yeah, we got one of those. Where you got to change the nappy and yeah, stuff. Like it's right. um like all of these uh, toys and things that she got for Christmas is really really kind of building this uh you know and everything's pink. It's like a, oh, she like it's the this gender stare. But gen- I don't think so because they, I've got two daughters and they gravitate towards that sort of stuff. Where 
we sort of didn't go down the pink, blue, pink. My oldest daughter's a massive girl. Mm-hmm. Like she loves, like from early she wanted to go shopping for clothes. She loved playing with, you know, makeup and dolls. And then my youngest daughter we thought was a bit outside of the mold and was a bit more rough and tumble. But yeah. she's like now turned two or turning two and she wants to be sort of doing cleaning Mm-hmm. Uh, which she, maybe she just likes helping out, which is nice. But uh, playing with babies, mothering kids, mm-hmm. sort of doing all that girly sort of stuff, putting dresses on instead of shorts. Like, yeah. it's, I think there's some you're wired that way. That's your chromosomes yeah. working. And I don't know the science behind it, but you're either... Still- like, and boys probably want to play with trucks and army men and G.I. Joes mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. I know, I know, I know like with babies and whatnot there's a you know the evolutionary reason of females um they you know they have children they need to raise them there needs to be some sort of because they're more caring than men oh because they have a uterus (laughs) (laughs) oh that's why they have them (laughs) you know what i mean like the that's that must be in the gene pool in the genes to i guess kind of sway um to that weight you know to to have that nurture i guess but I don't know. Just for me, it feels a bit funny. It's like I, I don't want to get toy guns because then it's on the other side. But <laughs> I, I, I'd love for Christmas to say. So what is what is there? And there was that big friggin' bullshit thing saying there shouldn't be toys for boys and toys for girls. Like someone was go was crapping on about it because of this whole gender stereotyping mm-hmm. sort of thing, and they wanted uh, unisex or like. Sort of that to- those sort of toys, but what what would what would you what would they get? I'd I'd like it to not get anything. <laughs> I'd like it to give instead. <laughs> I'd li- I don't know. It's like, uh, hello, kid. You got to get stuff, and when you go see your friend and they've got more toys, you want to get more toys too. You know, I and just- it's an arms race. It's a keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, it's like oh, I. T- but you I know, mean, what? that's why I want to go north. You, you know, I don't want to go to Sunshine Coast anymore. I want to go to Nimbin, and I don't want to eat organic. Do you know how you said and they keep up with the other kids? You could have your daughter go to another kid's place with less stuff, but it's different stuff, so it's better. Mm-hmm. Oh, how come Mary Jane has that at our house and we don't? But you've got all this other stuff, but it's different. They like different. Yeah. That's but, what kids like, different. Shit they don't have. Yeah, but even... I reckon if kids have so many toys, the more toys they have, the less value each toy has. If you minimise that... I, reckon, I like what you said. I like how you threw out some of the shit that you, your kids have because of... Do you really need seven saucepans and do you really mm. need eight dolls? No, nah, fuck that. You don't need that. You have something and really and care, care for it for and it. look after it. Yeah. My cousins did, uh, did that back... They gave got rid of everything and their kids were allowed to keep one thing. Plus, they were too, like their prized possession, like one thing that they could keep. Um, I think my, the, my oldest cousin kept his guitar. Um, my other cousin, she kept her passport. That was her thing for travel, which isn't just a thing everyone... I think everyone, How old is she? She's older. She, she's old, but the kids kept one toy. They could keep one oh, yeah, of their yeah. toys each, so they didn't have heaps of shit. Mm-hmm. So that that was their one thing that they really liked, sort of thing. Yeah, and it, maybe people, I think, at the start were going, uh, "You're taking stuff away from them." But that was it. Wasn't like that's all you can do. You can only play with that one toy. Mm-hmm. I think like you could do heaps of other stuff, but you you weren't just super distracted by heaps of 
stuff that you didn't really want or mm-hmm. need. It was just there. Yep. So whatever you actually physically had, it was something you sort of actually really loved and wanted. Yeah, shit, yeah. I like that. I, like having a guitar as, you know, one toy, What it, it's something that you can get some mileage out of. It's something that if you're looking, because you talk about variety, don't get variety in different guitars now. Get variety out of the different things you can do with it. With the guitar. And it takes discipline. It takes practice. But, you know, obviously to, in order to fuel all of that engagement with learning the guitar there needs to be a little bit of inspiration you know something i don't know a, a musician or something like you know obviously when, when do you reckon you're too young or old to learn an instrument can you be too old to learn an instrument no never can you be too young to start learning an instrument i think so because mm-hmm. i reckon if i don't want to force i would love for my daughter to play guitar. i would love, love for it. to be music i don't force i can't force it because you know what it's like and if, if someone, you force someone to do something they're gonna resist yep yep one of my best mates james thompson if you're listening james thompson shout out um but yeah he did um piano lessons when we we're growing up together but he had to do them it was part of his yeah. gr- growing up you know he could play a couple of songs but you know when I, when i'd go around to his house like you talk about you know he had something different he had a piano man it was this massive grand piano it was a it was a balling piano. Oh, yeah. man. And it, was, and it sat in this special room. I was like, fuck, man, this is the best thing ever. And, and just playing with it. And, and have, like I could sit there for so long and, and, and I, I loved to play it because I wasn't forced to do it. It was like my, my curiosity was just unleashed. And that's the best part about getting engaged with something. Like if you're curious and no one's there to say, do this, do that, because I feel myself doing that to to my daughter yeah well you gotta you gotta take back from doing it I'm just let, just, just let her bash away at the keys all, yeah all I say is just be gentle on the keys she's like <laughs> bang 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 <laughs> that's yeah. so that's so that's very interesting uh, and probably if you're too yeah too young as well if you're not if you can't physically pick up the nuances of playing that instrument then you're gonna be sort of down on yourself and probably going I don't want to try that because when mm. I tried last time it was too hard and mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. Because the the effects of learning an instrument on on the brain, you know, there there's studies that support that. Like it supports cognition. It being able to learn the piano, it, like it has your brain working in a different way. It it has like a combination of that right side of your brain, that creativity, but it's coupled with the you know the the problem solving because you're trying to listen. You you know you, you, you as we're talking about, you know, the eyes are absorbing light, your ears are absorbing frequencies and your your brain's trying to make sense of, you know, here's a frequency that's vibrating at 440 hertz versus, you know, at 1.3k, whatever it is, because whatever the frequency is will create a pitch, a sound, you know. So that's, hey. that is like talking Chinese to me, to, talking all that. It's just an understanding of what you love, I guess, obviously, like... Yep. Understanding the uh, the nuances of what goes into creative music and how you listen it and yeah. how you uh, yeah how you understand it. It's just like uh, we got someone coming in for that's like talking his numbers man, like he cryptocurrencies and finance and that. That's going to be sick. He understands what that is like. He, the way he absorbs that is like nothing that I could even touch the surface of. It doesn't make shit or sense to me, but to him it's just like sort of reading the alphabet. Mm. You know what I mean? It's something easy. That's what it, when you were just talking about music then, yeah. that's, that's what all, all, oh. I heard, all I heard is, <laughs> ching chong wah, <laughs> which no. is not racist. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, but that's what. But anyway, that's the science of sound. Sound is vibrations. Like so, if you you look at a guitar string, right? Yeah. And when you strike that string, you, what do you see the string doing? Vibrating. Vibrating, and it's vibrating at a certain speed per second. Mm. Anyway, so but but for your brain to pick it up and and make sense of it, like that's such a a deeper level of cognition as opposed to here's another fucking doll here's another you know here's some high more high heels you know like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's something a bit more richer about it yes i agree i can agree with that uh the but, kids will always get too much stuff though at christmas time mm-hmm. that's that's what they'll friggin that's for that to from the start of time to the end of time they'll always get more shit than they need at christmas like and then when your grandparents come over and they your parents parents and you uncles and aunties and that and they just bring more stuff and more stuff and you, yeah. I've got no room in my house for any more shit dude it's like just you know I don't want her to have anything you'd be the prick that didn't give her a present that'd be nicer <laughs> yeah but then you know kids are uh, are expecting oh, toys yeah. and when they don't get it I'm, I'm angry what is that? What are we? <laughs> but get angry because I didn't get anything. Yeah, because I didn't oh. get shit. So I've luckily have. I don't think we've come to that, which is which is good because. Oh yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. Hey, I've <laughs> I haven't listened to watched any news this week. Welcome to my world. <laughs> so I don't know shit that's going on because I'll tell you what I've been watching: Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom and some oh. other sort of shit. Andy's prehistoric adventure. <laughs> Do we watch? Yes, Andy's prehistoric adventures and Jess's Mrs. Pickles. Because <laughs> she's stopping all the fun that me and Maddie are having. Hey, let's break down this show, Andy's prehistoric adventure, <laughs> because it's just like The Hangover. It's the same storyline each episode. <laughs> They've got this clumsy, clumsy fucking janitor who. <laughs> He's not, I don't think he's a janitor. I think what he is, he's the guy that makes the exhibitions, isn't he? No, if that's you don't Andy- understand a kid's show. No, no. So you know why Andy goes back in time? Yeah. So, so for people listening who probably don't have kids, there's a TV show. It's called Andy's Prehistoric Adventures, and it's a story about the uh, Andy. He, he works in a museum. Mrs. Pickles is his boss, and he also has an assistant. Jen. Jen. And and I'm convinced one episode they're going to get it on. I'm convinced. <laughs> but um, but what happens is they set up a new display in the museum, and as soon as Andy and Jen turn around and go, "Oh yeah, let's do this," this got the cleaner, the janitor, whatever you call him. He comes in and he just fucks it up. Oh yeah, he steals something or he mess- something goes. Yeah, he's like selling drugs out of his <laughs> bum bag, and like, and then he sells one of the dinosaur eggs. Like, but then that Andy has a time machine, so he can go back to that place in time, bring the exact bit back. Because yes. he couldn't make another fake thing, whatever they'll make him for the exhibition at the start. Like, I need more. We I won't ne- have time, Mrs. Pickles. <gasps> I need more spin effects. We <laughs> can't actually make that. I'd better first travel back to the desert in the friggin' land before time, not get stepped on by Diplodocus and bring that back. Yeah, so it's the same same storyline. Just, just in time for Mrs. Pickles to come and check on Andy's new thing. Yeah, Andy, mm. sh- I don't understand why Andy says Mrs. Pickles. I've got a fucking time machine. Yeah. We can make this old museum fucking awesome. You know that fake Tyrannosaurus Rex? Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a thing. I can bring the real one back. Yeah, bring the real one back. For a freaking clock. So oh. that maybe the show's not as bad as what I've been thinking. Because, of, because I wasn't watching the news, I went to Google like some stuff on the news yeah. and I come across this thing. I don't know if you heard about it. I think we talked about it, talked about it once. Like uh, it was all like... 
sort of articles that probably don't make the paper or they make the paper but they're funny this thing called Florida Man he's like the world's shittest superhero <laughs> no I haven't heard of Florida Man so this is like it's in like all the papers and it starts with like Florida Man does sort of this and then Florida Man flips his car over a friggin' cliff uh, while sort of playing snooker it's like so he's the worst most shittest superhero wow. so, so is Florida Man a man Florida Man is a man from Florida doesn't matter it's just like Sydney man was caught caught uh, exporting five kilos of ah, blow into the country. This right. is Florida man, so but he's the world's shittest superhero with the shittest powers. <laughs> so he he I come across his website and he is sub of the headlines. Florida man claims wife was kidnapped by holograms. <laughs> the man whose name has not been released was extremely agitated and holding a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> when officials arrived, he told them that the men abducted his wife and that they used holograms to project signals on the walls to get him to do what they wanted. So, so that's one. This, the so, ne- so is this like a satirical, like the Batuta No, no, advocate? no. It's not the Batuta. It's the, this is in an actual paper. So this is, they're taking stuff from papers around the world. You know, the, the little parts of the papers, which isn't getting a page one or a three or a yeah. full yeah. page. It's got those little articles up the side that are only like a like footnote of an article. <laughs> so it's a bit of entertainment in it's the sort news. Of, it's sort of, this is the next one. Drunk Florida man attempts to ride bike through Taco Bell drive-thru. Fights with police. <laughs> Florida man inches closer to one-way trip to Mars. A 43-year-old self-employed temper man has made it past the first hurdle in so the selection process to potentially be the first to Mars. So that's a proper story. <laughs> Florida man holds up Domino's delivery man over pizza and wings. It's just stu- <laughs> Florida man escapes adult novelty store with three hundred dollar Jenna Jameson doll. <laughs> just stu- stu- like crazy stuff like that. Uh, Florida man really, really wants to force a judge to watch his sex tape. <laughs> It's the joke of this uh, this thing I come across is like he's the world's shittest superhero. <laughs> like Superman saves 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 orphans from a burning building. Florida man, Florida man attacks nephew over uncooked noodles. He is the shittest superhero. He's the antihero. <laughs> so that's what I come across when I was trying to try to there's, there's this website that goes on for I'm reading these live as again Florida man calls 911 to check on his tax return <laughs> but I, I do love that there is a new kind of genre evolve, uh, like evolving you know from the news and that's what I love that particular oh, oh, that is my absolute favourite <laughs> I've read this headline the other day on that and that's a it's a satirical if you haven't seen it on like social media or whatever it's a uh, like a satirical look at sort of news, real news stories but the headlines are crackers yeah uh, the other day <laughs> dad dad uh what was dad convinces himself he's uh, he's contributing to applause by smacking his hand on his leg while holding his beer <laughs> what was that? I saw another one um 31 year old sound engineer turned real estate agent believes now's a good time to, to buy, buy. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> they, they, I, I've never opened the articles. I just read the friggin' it's, the but, great headlines. But isn't it a great structure to it? Oh, it's, it's got perfect. the headline and then the little subtext that comes underneath it. Like- the, those dudes are grown into something pretty cool. Like they had actual like uh, they're doing live sort of stage shows, interviewing real life like freaking politicians and stuff. I saw them. They had um, uh, Malcolm Turnbull. They, yeah. they did some video with him. I mean, shit. They've done well to, to, to pull that one out of their That's hat. That's freaking... The writing's pretty... It's clever. So it's very clever. And and it's so... Um, I don't know. It's The topics are so uh, close to... You know, there was another one... Um, uh, <laughs> what was it? The Triple J Hottest 100. Uh, local... Uh, Twenty uh, something year old listens to hottest one hundred who didn't vote who is disappointed. Do that- number one. That should <laughs> that should that song should have been higher. <laughs> There's a, there was a one today like it's just relevant to the day of the week too. Those <laughs> the dude, uh, man like I was like a Sunday drinks one. There's one that man convinces himself he doesn't have much on Monday while he has his fifth beer on his Sunday on session. The Sunday session. <laughs> Because it's so, it's so tropical, it's so everyone does that. That was uh, the one I read today. Was the same sort of similar lines. It, after first drop of uh, beer touches man's lips for Friday drinks, <laughs> <laughs> he's already saying, "I'm good for a belter tonight." <laughs> <laughs> Moves his Saturday. So. But it's a friggin' it's they that is I love that part of social media. Uh, that uh, yeah, I know those um, kind of cultural. Um, I don't know phenomena that gets a bit of uh, momentum. You know what I mean? It seems to be everyone's following it. You know that other I don't, that uh, bloke's advice sort of website. Yes. I did my first post on that today, so I was more than a first time. I was a first time listener. I didn't post. I commented in a uh, comment thread, and I'm. I'll be straight up here, and this might people if people listen to it. I think there's a lot of it's a bit wanky, but yeah. I commented on it today. What'd you say? I was self indulgent. It was. Uh, that was they, they've got they're doing some huge stuff the dudes on it but they've got this um I think it's like a job place for people to look for jobs and guys to advertise like jobs they've got it's called like blokes advice um recruitment or something I guess which yeah, is a separate like thing like a job board or but something. yeah there was a basic thing on there saying put up I've got I need to hire someone so I put it up there so it was very uh did you get any bites yeah people were sharing it and so it's a good community for that sort of stuff like. I, I mean, one thing about Blokes Advice, and for people who haven't heard of it, it's a it's a closed um, Facebook group, right? You've got to be invited to it. You've got to be invited to it, and it is male only. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a few a rules, right? Few rules where you can't uh, like share stuff, or it's you, it's a it's a pretty positive style sort of website, but. Uh, you can still take the piss out of sort of people if they post something stupid up there. Yeah, there, there was um, a couple. Uh, th- there's a, a bit of a theme there where people Photoshop photos, and you know, someone someone might post, "Hey boys, but my mate had uh, passed out," for example, and then it, they they'll say, "Do your best Photoshop work," and and some of the things Just that people come up people. with are incredible. So, <laughs> yeah. it's got a good like whole. I think they did like the because they got some like. I think it's half a million members on this site. So they're getting people like if you break down in the back of Burke or something, you post <laughs> up and say someone drives from sort of Queanbeyan to the back of Burke with a fan belt just to help a mate out because he's, he's a good C. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm waiting for the petitic advocate to go, 30-something-year-olds make a podcast <laughs> and, and talk about like cryptocurrency, post it on Blokes Advice. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's funny. But uh, yeah, so I posted, <laughs> I posted my first thing up there. I'm I'm looking forward to talking that cryptocurrency shit when that comes on though, and not to pre uh, what is it called when we're talking about episodes of the future. Yeah. But I want to know more about that. I think the I don't know. There's so many. Did you see that dude? So I should finish one thought off before I start a new thought. <laughs> But there's so many cryptocurrencies or currencies out there now in the crypto space. That dude that opened Australia Coin. Australia Coin. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yep. So that's got a value of whatever shit it wants to be. So if it opens at the market at 27 cents and then you, you I don't know, for some reason it peaks at four bucks, you mm-hmm. sell it off and you it's just like stock, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is like that. As long And you can't just sell it off because you've got to... You need people to buy it. It's um, yeah, because obviously you can't sell something that no one wants to buy. Have you got any crypto? Uh no, I've done. A, I've had a look into it. I mean, one thing that makes it so uh, interesting is it's so polarizing. Do you remember the old uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, the like, real Wolf of Wall Street, the real Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, not Leonardo, <laughs> um, or Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, the real Jordan Belford, he's he's completely against it. He says, you know, it's it's a it's it's going to crash. You know, it's it's there's no um, real value within it. And then you have got people on the other side who, but there's no real value in currency, the real currency, like dollars and cents. There's no the value is what we create the value to be, and I mean, it doesn't even exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. The value is like a man-made. Um, intangible thing, and know? so would be stocks. I guess that's what Jordan Belford. That's 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 not worth shit either. I guess oh. it's the same type of thing. I understand what he's saying as a currency, though. Yeah, I mean it's it is very interesting, and I'm really really looking forward to learning a little bit more about it with our guest who's coming up in a couple of weeks. I do wish though that I jumped on to that. Uh, well, I wish I stayed on when I jumped on. I got I listened to Joe Rogan years ago and bitcoin was at 800 bucks which seemed expensive at the time and i did you know how when you do something you do a bit of research fuck research just do it mm-hmm. so i just went and bought uh bought a bitcoin at 800 bucks and then i because i listened to joe rogan out of uh basically out of order and then i listened to it just as that dude from silk road got done from all the legal stuff and rogan was going it is the biggest fucking uh like rip off it's so fake it's gonna die like it's 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 bullshit like it's not worth anything uh, but i bought it on him going this is the best thing in the world it's gonna change the world I know. so then i sold it at <laughs> 1500 bucks got rid of it if i kept that 800 bucks like the other week it was worth 17 grand yeah well it peaked in but i um, wish i jumped on that really hard really hard when it was like people buying it for a dollar yeah yeah i, I mean that, there there it is like What's, hindsight's 2020 yeah that's it Put in a peak of like twenty seven thousand per for a coin in in this uh, the January December break at some point. Uh, like then it, it crashed. Or was that thirteen grand, which is still not a crash if you bought it at uh, you know under a thousand bucks. Yeah, but but again, it comes back to I mean, you look at any graph um, historically, you know it. There are peaks and troughs, you know, and that's except what everyone, if you've got a pie chart. They're just smaller pieces of the pie. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Look, it, we don't want to talk of, for all graphs. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we don't have any graph bias. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in uh, for episode 33. What are you... I mean, we started last year and a big part of like when we started it was, you know, talking about learning together and, mm-hmm. you know, what's... Uh, do you have any goals for this thing this year? For I mean, the podcast? I mean, I mean, what are you doing here? 
What, do, what, what are you am doing? I doing? Why, why are you doing this? I really love to replay these episodes and listen to the sound of my voice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when I have not been intoxicated, not be cringe-worthy, not be cringing at it. Yeah. really enjoy that. Uh, now, I want to get some bigger um, names on. And what, I, what, what we want to do mm-hmm. when we go to... We're going to the States this year. want to book some studio time in the States and get some people over in America a day in a studio over there. Mm-hmm. I want to get some... We're going to get some bigger... We're going to work on some bigger names on here mm-hmm. too this year for you guys. And if you guys got... Hit us, I'd, like, hit us up on the Facebook, which is going to... Name's going to be changed soon, but it's working title or GK. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Forget the working title. It's too fucking confusing. Yeah, it's not, That's the Safibo. So we we were, yeah, we, were, we thought we were being tricky by calling it's a working title. This is not really a working title. It's a working title was the actual <laughs> name. So we're, dump, we're dumping that. We're coming up with a new friggin' actual catchier name like, uh, like uh, Inverted Taxi. What did you call car. this episode? Uh, infinite cage of nothing. Infinite cage of nothing. There, there's a name. <laughs> there's <don't> <laughs> that's a, that's a beauty of it because I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah, but but well, I, I, I was thinking vampire beach club. Vampire beach club. See, it's going to be something like that. There you go. It's vampire <laughs> beach club. But clicky enough to mean nothing at all, like most of the stuff we talk about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I want to get some names. But if you got some, go on to GKNF. The working title, or even on Twitter, we're going to start probably being a bit more aggressive on Twitter at GK and F. Hey, that's A-N-D-F. before we finish. I wanted to ask you after catching up with the boys last mm-hmm. weekend, uh, the band dork, band dorks, band, band dudes. Yeah. Um, are you on Instagram? No. What I- do you know about Instagram? What the fuck is going on? There's like a. Billions of people on Instagram. See, I sort of expect you not to know much about Instagram. But yeah. at the same time... I expect me to know that. Would ex- <laughs> so, I am only on one social media site, being Facebook. I can't do another. But Instagram, my wife is... And everyone's on Instagram. I know it's the thing to be and the place to... Maybe we get an Instagram. That's something we might do. But then, then we've we got to... That's what we'll do in 2018. We'll and then we're going to be unactive on it. No, we're going to be active. <laughs> but hit us up. Tell us who you want on. If you've got someone cool that's on, uh, tell hit up Bo Radford. Tell him to reply to our text so we can get him on. <laughs> uh, but get, if you, even if you've got someone that is sort of... You think is sort of you'd like to hear about but he's out of out of our reach mm-hmm. we can get him yep. we, we we've got uh, chloroform yeah. and a big bat yeah. we'll put him in the back of the car and they'll just wake up in the studio and we'll say talk yeah. dance for me monkey every, dance. every podcast needs a club <laughs> yeah, but dudes thank you F you got much on this weekend this weekend I've got a massive weekend actually my brother just turned 40 today Ooh, that's a and, that's uh, an age yeah so uh, awesome got the my daughter back in swimming lessons oh me too which is very important um, yeah man we're gonna uh, it sounds like we're gonna train tomorrow yes uh, heading to the opera bar and uh, oh, you know what I'm doing actually my wife and I we're going um, into Manly Wharf and we're getting uh, paddleboard oh yeah and doing some actual when are you doing that on Saturday or Sunday Sunday morning Sunday morning so cheese you are you staying don't know we'll talk about this off air <laughs> anyway dudes we're out peace, peace.